What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, very, very special guest, Jordan Plosky, co-founder of Zoop. Thank you for being here, bro. Hey, thank you for pronouncing my name right on the first try. That, like, never happens. Ah, so, man. <laughs> I'm off to a good start already. I definitely did not want to mess that up. But um, <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Uh, note that most of the questions that I have for you are also questions that a lot of friends uh, within the uh, indie comic book industry have basically asked me to ask you. So um, first and foremost, um, what is Zoop? Yeah, so we are a new crowdfunding platform. We launched in June of 2021. Uh, we've had about 40 campaigns uh, running so far. Uh, with about a 90% success rate. So a few of them haven't made it to the finish line, but that's okay. We're still talking to those people and hopefully some of them will come back for another shot. Um, but think of you know Kickstarter, Indiegogo, we are a platform like them, but we do have a lot of things that make us different. Um, first, and, first and foremost for this audience, we currently are focused on comics. Right. So you're not gonna find like some high-tech potato peeler or something like that, you know, like, in the same thread or in the same feed when you're going and looking for, you know, a, a comic to back. Um, so that's number one, that's our focus at the moment. We are, we've done a puzzle. We have what, what's called an American light novel, which is sort of more traditional prose with some imagery and graphics as well. So we're, we're we've started in comics, but we're slowly branching out into other things, but like, it's all geek focused. So right. if you're, you know, a collector you're someone who goes to comic cons and stuff like that this is the platform that will cater to you in the world of crowdfunding so well, that's that's first and foremost and by the way i could talk and talk and talk so feel free to chime in at any time hey not a problem not a problem but um it, for the most part i mean if, from what we've seen from a lot of uh, a lot of indie creators that have taken their focus of, of doing crowdfunding as opposed to like basically running their own website, they they're looking at it from the aspect of basically seeing that uh, how they expect to be their brand to be received. So mm -hmm. some creators, of course, have have had their complaints and some of the creators are not at liberty to do their own marketing for one. Uh, sure. Zoop, of course, offers a marketing support and fulfillment with their with their shipping. And that's something that's never been done before, because that's something that's kind of like a uh, almost like a roadblock that's happening to a lot of indie creators. Yeah. So. Yes to that, but there's a there's a but. So when we when we launched, our model was that full service model. Right. That was kind of like the big differentiator between us and the other platforms that were on the market was that. You make one phone call and we are here to run that campaign like as a turnkey solution from A to Z. Like you said, James, like there's so many creators that either don't start a campaign because they're afraid of like, oh, my God, if I have, you know, 200, 500 packages I have to fulfill, like I, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't have the time to do that. Like, forget this. I'll try to pitch to a publisher instead and, and get it out that way or just kind of like self-publish and get into stores on my own. Um, the thing is, you know, in December, there was a big announcement about one of our competitors, you know, moving to blockchain. And then there was a, a large amount of outrage uh, yeah. as a result of that. So we kind of expanded from the first and only business model, which was full service for every client to now there seems to be a need for another platform on the market where people can do those things on their own. 
Okay. So, so just to make it clear, now we have two business models. One is more apples to apples with our competitors, you know, in the field. And the other is that full service. And I should say that the full service, we can't accommodate everybody. We still do not have, we're a very small team. We don't have the bandwidth to run marketing and fulfillment for everybody across the board. Right. So that being said, for the people who are interested in using Zoop as a crowdfunding platform, but maybe not, you know, getting the fulfillment help, we do still help in other ways. Because we're a young platform, uh, we still do a lot of things manually. And because we do those things manually, and because we're a young platform, we want every campaign to succeed. So while we may not provide full marketing services like you know, setting you up for interviews on podcasts or, you know, YouTube shows or trying to get like review copies out to websites and stuff like that. We are going to promote every single campaign in our, in our Facebook ads, our Twitter, our, our Google ads, you know, on Instagram, like we want every campaign to reach its goal. Right. Now, another thing about that is we're not beholden to the rules that Kickstarter established. What I mean by that is we have the flexibility to change things. If a campaign is, you know, maybe not doing so well, cool. Let's throw in some more rewards. Let's lower the goal. Let's extend the campaign. Mm. Our, our goal is to help creators make money. If they're at $2,900 and their goal is $3,000 and the time runs out, who does that help? Nobody. Right why not let it go for another week or two and just make sure that those sales come in. So that person gets to create the book that they want to create and put it out into the world. They're happy. All the backers who backed it are happy. And there's no performative backing, by the way. And what I mean by that is on Kickstarter, you know, you see people with like, I backed 160 campaigns, but you know, 150 of them were never going to clear the goal line anyway. It's true. So we don't, we're not keeping tallies like that. The people who are backing these campaigns want to back these campaigns to help the creator to read that book. So also because of that, I mean, we have almost like a 0% like drop-off rate. Sometimes you see okay. on, on Kickstarter, like you're funded and then you have to go chase people down for their it's credit true. card. We don't really seem to have that problem. Probably because we collect the credit card information shipping information like people's addresses during the campaign right because i i believe that uh during kickstarter it's all it all happens in the end if the project is funded because uh you get those yes. backing kits or anything like that or the surveys that go out in the end and generally you may have forgotten about the campaign altogether <laughs> 30 days may have passed and then you're doing the you may have forgotten the the, the creators reaching out to basically yep. figure out if everybody has done all their surveys getting all the funds so that they can send out the product. And then they're having that trouble doing that also. Sometimes those survey emails get into spam. They, you know, someone just maybe opens it up and forgets to reply and then, you know, they lose it and forget about it. So we don't have that problem because we collect that information during the campaign, which makes like the pledge management and after the campaign so much easier. So, you know, these are like some of the small tweaks that we see is like, all right, hey, crowdfunding has been great. It's served people very, very well, but we think that we could make it a little bit easier, right. not only, you know, for the creators, but for the backers as well. Mm. Now, now, recently, I mean, well, with you now being only uh, close to a year in existence uh, as of right now from when you were established in June, you've able to you've been able to garner a lot of very good 
uh, indie creators that have basically joined your ranks and have been able to uh, add some of their books to the fold. Um, Nick Pitaro, who basically has Axe Wilder on right now, Elise Russell, mm -hmm. uh, David Walker uh, with Imposter Syndrome, uh, even some of the late John Paul Leone's work uh, with the, the Winterman right now. Now, how yeah. were you able be and and I understand you you and Eric Moss you both have like this uh you you both have a strong resume Eric Thank Moss you. of course uh, uh of course putting forth one of the biggest uh kickstarter campaigns ever with Berserker and you yes. with Comic Blitz which was one uh, pretty much top tier digital comics uh apps out there for a very oh, long time. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank I, you. Thank you. <laughs> not a problem. So, so I look at that and I'm like, okay, so you, you're not novices to the comic book business, but so, um, Correct. was it, was it that these, was it that these creators reached out to you or more so you reached out to them and wanted to pose the aspect of maybe, maybe you want to put your project with us. So you, so you understand that if, if I do well with you, a lot of people will see that, you know, our work is needed. Yeah. So a, a couple of things. Um, Number one, Eric actually, so Eric Moss, my co-founder who you mentioned, and thank you for doing so, um, he, he had spent a few years at IDW as well, yeah. doing business development for them. Uh, he was at Cryptozoic Games for a while. And when you said put together the Berserker campaign, I just wanted to be clear, you know, that was Boom's campaign with Keanu yeah. Reeves, but he was the campaign manager for mm -hmm. that campaign. Yep. Uh, so, so between, you know, his background in comics, my background in comics and our passion, the cool thing about um, what I did with Comic Blitz was like, I had access to everybody. I was talking to publishers, I was talking to creators. So my Rolodex is pretty deep. Mm. And when we, and when we launched, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough to get anybody on board, something that's unproven. It's tough to get anybody on board, you know, a, a brand new platform, but we had enough differentiators. We had enough, you know, to say like, Hey, we're just going to make this so easy for you that you can't say no. And we had some really good conversations, you know, with some creators that wound up not coming on the platform or doing anything with crowdfunding, which is fine, you know, or going to Kickstarter. But, you know, we were, we were able to launch um, with, you know, an artist named Des Taylor. He's a UK-based uh, artist. He, he's sort of like a pinup slash pop artist, some gorgeous stuff. Uh, he's done work for DC, uh, Titan Comics in the UK, where he's based. Yeah. And, you know, like right out of the gate, our first campaign did like 44 grand. Des did 20 grand. The next campaign was with Ron Mars, Rick Leonardi, and Andy Lanning did over, I think there was like 22, 23 grand there as well. The big one that kind of put us on the map though, you mentioned was John Paulione, um, an amazing artist who passed away last year. Um, and Scott Dunbeer, who's the editor of all those big artist edition books. Uh, and as I mentioned, Eric worked at IDW, knew Scott, Right. Uh, when when John Paul passed away, um, they were looking for something to do, uh, you know, to raise funds. Uh, so I, that campaign, all the funds raised went to John Paul's daughter uh, for her college education. Excellent. So, so that being said, you know, because of Scott Dunbeer and he's a heavyweight in the industry and he's enjoying working with us because he, he came back with this other campaign, Comics for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also done over 120,000 so far. I think we still have two weeks left on that campaign. But the roster of artists and creators and, and writers that Scott was able to put together. So for the John Paul Leone uh, campaign, we had art by Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, Walt Simonson, Lee Weeks, um, two of uh, John Paul's best friends were Bernard Chang and Tommy Lee Edwards, who also contributed art pieces, Peach Momoko, um, 
you know, wow. we, we did a, yeah, like uh, signed and numbered prints by all those artists I just named. Peaches sold out. Um, so very grateful for all those contributions um, for, for this other campaign. Also that Scott Dunbeer is spearheading, covered by uh, Alex Ross, covered by Art Adams, covered by Bill Sienkiewicz. Brand new stories. Guys, I mean, like, if you're into Astro City or if you were a Grendel fan, Gru, um, Chu, brand new stories in each of those universes in this benefit anthology. Uh, the proceeds are going to support uh, Operation USA, who is doing everything they can to help out uh, people who are displaced um, by the conflict in the Ukraine. Sorry to just like go oh, on a no, rant that, there. That, that, that's absolutely excellent as far as like... Uh... Definitely to get the ball rolling, there's there's not a lot of people who have been able to establish, even through crowdfunding, charity-wise, as far as like the, within the comic book world, and yet you have a comic that's available to everybody right now that is providing that aspect of fun, of, of fundraising and, and utilizing the charity that is given throughout, um, throughout the crowdfunding aspect to give people in need that are over there right now in, in a war-torn country. And that was the thing about um, crowdfunding it is like the book is not done. Mm -hmm. And if you had to wait until the book was finished, printed, distributed to stores, you know, it could be six to nine months. The money is going to go over to the Ukraine now, you know, mm -hmm. so people who want to back that your money will be in effect sooner rather than later. And that was kind of like one of the goals, you know, for this campaign in particular. Gotcha. But to your but to your point, you know, putting together some of these big books, these big projects, it, it, it was from our past relationships. And with with every success, you know, with every successful campaign, it makes it that much easier to approach, you know, other big names. David Walker. Oh, my. Like, I, I love David Walker, yeah. man. Like the fact the fact that he, you know, is, is doing Who doesn't love Bitterroot? <laughs> exactly. Like if you don't like Bitterroot or if you haven't read Bitterroot, go read Bitterroot. Um, but yeah. And, you know, with Nick Patara. Um, when we got in touch originally, he was like, this is everything I hoped. Um, he's like, this is everything I've said has been missing in comics is like this full service, right. pseudo, pseudo publisher, pseudo, you know, crowdfunder. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still, you know, the artist, the creator, excuse me, retains 100% ownership. They're yeah. not at the whim of a publisher, you know, he's getting to run his own show. And we provide no editorial. So it's his book, a hundred percent. You know, we don't have to worry about what, you know, if diamond's going to approve it, if retailers are going to approve it, although right. there's been a fantastic retailer support for this, for this particular book, but it's his vision, a hundred percent. You know, mm -hmm. he puts it, he put together the creative team. He wanted to put together, he came out of pocket to put this book together. So we're thrilled that it's been doing so incredibly well. And, you know, that that's opened up some more doors for us of you know of course uh, and, and and the thing is like when you see the success of a lot of the campaigns that you've done so far how do you expect to attract the next slew of indie creators to make the jump to zoop that, that's the thing like that was a worry at first you know it was like oh my god we we hope that these campaigns succeed you know what if these first campaigns that we do you know on, on that um like the no services level, what if they don't succeed, you know? And that was like a real, truly like stressful concern. So far, like I said, we have a really, really good track record. Um, th there will be some others that don't cross that finish line. We understand that, that's the, that's the nature right. of it. But so far, you know, these campaigns, like if people come and look at, at Zoop, you know, 
we funded a lot of campaigns so far. So one thing I, the one thing I'll say is that because we're not Kickstarter though, we're not seeing a lot of like funded first day campaigns. You know, they're a little bit more of a slog, but they mm-hmm. all wind up, they all wind up getting there. Yeah. You know, and I think we have a growing fan base. We have people who return and like it, at least a quarter of our backers back more than one campaign. We know that much, like, which is fantastic. You know, is the submission process open to anyone? The submission process is open to anyone. Typically, you know, for in order for us to provide the services, though, we have to feel like time wise and financially, it, it makes sense for everybody, you know, because we do take a larger chunk. And if you have a small goal, and we're taking a chunk out of that goal, then, you know, it, it might not line up with like what your costs are going to be for printing and, and fulfillment and everything else, you know, it, you know, creation, even, you know, to put into that book. So as long as it makes sense for everybody, we, we could entertain certainly like that full service package. But for the most part, submissions are 100% open to anybody. Uh, you could go to zoop.gg, we're not zoop.com, but zoop.gg. And at the very top, whether you're on your phone or your computer, it'll say submit your project. You click there, and it'll kind of walk you through our process, which is slightly different than Kickstarter. Um, but you check that out. If everything sounds good, you drop us an email at hello at wearezoop.com, and we'll, we'll start the ball rolling. So ooh, we're constantly getting submissions. We're taking a look at some stuff. You know, we, yeah. we have a pipe. We have a pipeline. We, we have you know, more campaigns coming in May and June and July. So we're, you know, we're we're, we're almost, almost at capacity. So definitely. So would you say essentially from your own opinions, like, is there a difference between crowdfunding and publishing? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I I don't see too much of a difference between crowdfunding and self-publishing. Correct. Because self-publishing is, either you're going to come out of pocket to make that book. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just a little slightly different reverse order. It's, it's potentially like generating that fan base that hopefully you've cultivated, you know, over, over time, you know, uh, as, as a comic creator, you know, people who enjoy seeing your stuff want more of it and tapping into that and saying like, Hey guys, you know, if I was to put together a 22 pager or 32 or 48 or, you know, a graphic novel, whatever it's going to be. Right would you support me in that endeavor? So you have something new to read of, of mine. That's basically what it is. So one really important thing for anybody listening, who's thinking about, you know, potentially uh, doing a crowdfunding campaign with Zoop or anywhere else. And even if, if we are providing our full marketing services, no campaign succeeds if you do not tap into your own organic network of fans and supporters. Correct. So don't rely on Kickstarter to get a, you know, a project we love, like they're not going to supply your entire backer list for you. You know, same with Zoop. We can enhance, we'll be the icing on the cake that you bring, but crowdfunding means you bring the crowd Mm -hmm. period. I I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Some, so many people just feel like, Oh, we'll put it on Zoop and like hands off. Nope. Not at all. Like, we're going to help we're going to support but it's really on you to promote your own stuff because your base your fans your twitter followers people on your email list that's who's going to support this Mm -hmm. so so being as how you you and of course eric uh have been working in the comic industry for for some time and you're obviously a lover of comics 
is there anybody uh, or, or any creator, artist, whatever, whatever may have you, that you would you would love to work with Zoop? Um. Yeah, I mean, like, of course. <laughs> but, so, like, my guy, like, Mark Bagley. That, that's okay. that's. But I don't see him like doing like he he's never really done creator own stuff. You know, okay. he's like the fast, reliable hand at Marvel, you know, he's constantly yeah. got work, probably doesn't have time, maybe. And just because you're an artist doesn't necessarily mean you have your own characters or your own book that you ever want to put out, you know? Correct. But, but, you know, Mark Bagley for me, like that's, that's, that's my guy. Um, but like the fact that we have a campaign right now with, with Alex Ross artwork, on right. it, like blows my mind. That dude to me is on the Mount Rushmore of comic book artists. Like, Beyond the shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um it like it, it would be cool to work with Jim Lee, you know? Yeah. Do, now now, do you have uh also any thoughts as to all right, there was there was the recent um of course acquisition of comics through Substack and then maybe yeah. maybe uh DC comics when they decide to do exclusive comics through webtoons and everything like that. A lot of people, um, I guess a lot of creators nowadays have gotten kind of like back to their roots a little bit. And so with Substack, they started to do a lot more of their indie projects that they've always wanted to do. Uh, of course, uh, was uh, James Tinian, uh, Tinian yep. did uh, did one over there, as well as Jonathan Hickman's doing doing one over at Substack right now. And you're seeing a lot more of a digital aspect that's being like brought out in a, in a lot of people's comics and everything like that. Do you feel as though there's a whole new wave that's happening in comics that is going to affect crowdfunding in the future? Well, one thing I just I do want to say is we 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 have partnered with Substack and wow. we are I didn't know that. Are, yeah, we're we're helping uh, Jonathan Hickman and Three Worlds Three Moons uh, provide the physical content uh, to the like the founders and the annual backers. So those guys get physical copies of stuff. They get like some swag. So we're doing the printing and fulfillment services for them. That's we're talking right. with we're talking with some of the other creators there as well. But to answer your, your question in, in a broader way, mm -hmm. I th I think that the entire sort of like creator economy, if you will, mm -hmm. is changing. You know, for comic book creators, if if you're a writer, like Substack has more than just comics, right? Yeah. Or even even if you're like a an Instagram influencer, a YouTube personality, you do stuff on Patreon, all these things, you know, people, I, I love this quote, like put enough crumbs together, you make crumb cake, mm -hmm. right? So a little bit from here, a little bit from there. There are certain creators now that can go outside the traditional publishing route because they have that name. You know, it, it's almost like that image renaissance, right? All yeah. those guys, all those guys had a name and people followed them. Hickman's got a name. Tinian's got a name. Jeff Lemire, Chip Zdarsky, you know, Tom King, Grant mm -hmm. Morrison's on, on, on Substack, you know, yeah. they have established themselves in a way that they could do whatever they want and people will follow them. So that being said, I think that that old model is exactly that it's old. I think that there are new ways for creators to capitalize on their names. That's not for everybody, right? Like some people are still trying to break in. They might need to go, you know, do everything that the, the aforementioned creators have done to get to that place to where they can do it all themselves. Correct. But there's different levels of that, you know, like, yeah. you know, 
if you're cool making 50, 60 grand, hundred grand a year, like by piecing it together from all these different revenue streams, great, you know, and continue to grow that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of all those platforms that we discussed are digital. Right. That's kind of where we come in. I feel is like, Hey, if you're a Patreon creator and you're, you're pumping out daily or weekly or monthly, like bits or clips, you know, pages of something, right. When you want to do that book, you know, and, and, and give your, your patrons, your backers, supporters, whatever, like that physical good, you're going to need to crowdfund it potentially. So that's where, that's where Zoop comes in. It's like all those things that those creators do are potentially free or low cost, right? It doesn't cost them anything to do a digital drawing, but if you want to collect that and print it now, all of a sudden you might have to lay out a few thousand dollars, you know, to produce that without knowing like, are people going to buy this? So you kind of flip it. So you get the people who are going to buy it. And you're like, great. Now I don't have to come out of pocket. It's mm-hmm. all taken care of. Let's go do it. Now, now, do you see yourself basically like adding uh, with, with your, of course, with the partnership with uh, Substack, mm-hmm. do you find it yourself uh, because you're you're pretty multifaceted as a crowdfunding uh, application? Do you feel as though you might want to add yourself as a fulfillment vessel for a lot of other applications that are out there? If, if, if the opportunity is the right one, yeah, we're absolutely open to those those conversations. Like, what, you know, like I said, you know, we, we could be the spoke on, on the wheel or we could be that hub where we're just, you know, collecting all the spokes, you know, and, every, and everything kind of like leads back to us, you know, however it goes. The goal here is, is just to help creators put stuff out into the world. Like the fact that like, I mean, I have books here. I, I mean, this is crazy. Like the, the coolest thing, like yeah. we helped we helped bring this book. Sorry, I have the, the blur on, you know? Uh, I but see the, it. But this is a book we helped do. Like, you know, oh man, sorry about the blur. <laughs> but like just the fact that, you know, we have these books that, that we've done yeah. that we've ha- that we've brought into the world like that's the goal and, and we don't lose sight of that like i just think it's the coolest thing because i never i never made a comic before i was never like part of making a comic and right. the fact that like the but, fact but, that we but, yeah. uh, but but for the most part you have helped out a lot of creators when you when you worked at comic blitz you know there sure. were a lot of people that didn't have the aspect to put out a lot of comics phys- physically and maybe had the only had the opportunity to do it digitally or or better yet both but or maybe it was the the access that the viewers got for the first time maybe they didn't have the access to a local comic book store nor the funds to like take the drive go to the comic book store pick it up bring it home that aspect that you you uh laid on a lot of people with comic blitz is that they got to be home or maybe better yet maybe they work from home and they got access to their comics day in and day out on and didn't have to leave you know so like even even more so you know you you still have the aspects with zoop where you're you're doing digital comics you're doing uh physical comics and you're also providing a service for the creators to help themselves in the long run which is which is beneficial because you constantly hear it from a lot of creators about the 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 roadblocks that they that they garner up whenever they're trying to of course fulfill getting the product to the to to the to the guest yeah. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, I think we said we may have said it at the beginning of this, but there's, there's there's two problems that people have with fulfillment. It either stops them from doing the campaign altogether or yep. they do the campaign. And when they get to the fulfillment, they have no idea what to do. And that's 
that right there is like the reason that you see some campaigns just like never get fulfilled you know and that that just hasn't happened with us yet so i say yet because who knows now and it, now being how i guess we're just uh, escaping the first quarter almost going into the second quarter what does the rest of 2022 look like for zoop as, as you guys are basically garnering up past your first year insanity yeah and i mean we, we have like you know, comics is definitely like one of the most secretive industries. Like if I could tell you some of the conversations I've had and things that were lining up for the rest of this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't be- like, sometimes I don't believe it. It, mm-hmm. it. It's, we have some really, really cool things that we're lining up. Um, some, some amazing conversations that we've had um, with creators about projects that are just like, well, of co- yeah, yes, of course. Like we're interested as long as we, you know, you guys are interested, like let's make right. this happen. So um, look, I think we've gotten off to an incredibly strong start so far. Um, our, our kind of roster uh, continues to grow and grow. And that's on both that like, you know, the no services side and then sort of that like the full services side as well. So I think comic fans are going to be really, you know, psyched. I think, I think we're going to be a new destination for people to pick up new content. You know, that's, that's really goal. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's definitely the goal. Um, because I mean, for, for the most part, I mean, there's a lot of creators that are pretty much out there that are looking to get their, their projects funded. They're looking for a ways and a means there. Now there, there's options for everybody. So you, yeah. you're pretty much out there shopping for the best opportunity to, I guess, make the best bang for your buck and yeah. yet still get your ideals and your art out there for your customers. Ideals and art. Absolutely. Uh, Look, the other thing is because we're a smaller platform, like we love all of our projects. There is no badge, you know, you're not competing. You're not competing with 150 other live just comic campaigns and all the other stuff that's on the platform as well. I think we top out at, you know, maybe eight to 10 new campaigns a week. Like, so everybody gets FaceTime. Everybody's on the homepage, you know, like every Mm -hmm. campaign, it, it gets featured. So I think that that helps because like we wind up bringing our own users, our own supporters back to these campaigns as well. We are, like I said before, we are contributing that icing on the cake. So we're helping get those projects across the line too. Um, and our user base continues to grow with every campaign. We have new users, you know, so yeah. it, we're just getting larger and larger. So the, the, the more we go, you know, the more viable we become as a platform, as a destination. So uh, we, we get we get to know you and we also get to know uh, Eric as far as the co-founders. What does the team of Zoop look like? We're small. <laughs> so we, th- there's the two of us, there's Eric and I. Uh, we have a CTO who is basically overworked and doing everything on the tech side of things. Um, and we have a, a head of marketing. Um, on top of that, we also have an advisor named Camilla Zhang uh, who came from Kickstarter. So she's, okay. she's, she was the comics outreach lead over there uh, up until like the pandemic times, basically. Okay. So, so she's an advisor to us. Um, she helped grow that category, you know, like tremendously in the time that she was there. So her knowledge of, you know, the user experience, what, what backers want, what clients want has been invaluable to us as well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jordan, i appreciate you doing this with me i feel as though i've learned a whole lot in the little time that that we talked uh I'm glad. from a from a crowdfunding perspective me as of course a buyer of a lot of see, indie, labels, indie labels i mean i i uh, 
for one, I, I, I do buy the products because I enjoy the brands that are out there. But when I feel like there's um, also on the back end, a company that's responsible for helping a lot of the creators get their fulfillments out and also helping them out in order to do it over and over again. You don't want to just want to be that one shot indie indie company, have a good comic, and then you're tapped out as far as like the funds and you feel like you don't want to do it again because you may be running low on uh, on the funds to do it, but you have the ideal. So you, you might you might lose that luster, but the, what you basically told me in the past, like 30 minutes is, is, has been definitely an advertisement for me to relate <laughs> this to a lot of people. Um, Thank within, you for that. Yeah. Within the comic industry and hopefully uh, people, you know, f- for people that listen to this podcast, they'll understand Zoop a lot more. Yeah. And you know, for those who have questions, we, we try our best to get back to everybody within like 24 to 48 hours. You, you did it with up. me. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, man, I, I appreciate the platform. You know, I, I appreciate you reaching out and just taking a shot. And and super glad to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, sir, uh, this is from James Graham, Mass Effects Boys, Jordan Plosky from Zoop. Thank you, everybody. And we are out. Mm-hmm.